When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a real tricky season of Vanderpump Rules. Very tricky. I have a lot of my own internal biases that I have to battle against and check myself on because I found myself being like, oh, Ariana, that's a little too mean or you're being a little ridiculous. But then I remembered something. This woman is so triggered and raw so her being a like bitch, to put it in quotes, to Anne is probably something that she'll look back on and maybe she'll even regret a little bit, but she is living in the house where the scene of the crime happened, all the deceit. She's got cameras in her face. Tom has no shame. Tom is willing to have a party for his birthday there in the house because apparently he can't do it at any other place. I guess he couldn't have done it at Schwartz and Sandy's. Maybe at TomTom? He probably could have done it at TomTom. Lisa would have let him. But he did it as like a power flex. And also probably knowing that it would make Ariana react the way she did and probably look bad. Like he, I think he, he does think that diabolically. And so she's triggered because when they were together, he would always have these parties that would go to like sometimes six in the morning. She's told stories before, even before they broke up about um, neighbors texting Ariana saying, turn the music down and have, and her having to text people at the party because she's no longer with them partying. She's like trying to go to bed. She has to wake up the next day. That's a horrible, like I used to be the person that partied till super late. I, it with my ex remember a night or a day even specifically or he kept partying and I wanted to go to sleep. So I had to like lock myself in the room because he wouldn't shut up. He wouldn't stop partying. He wouldn't stop coming in and annoying me and being ugh, gross. So I, I know what it feels like to be around that when you do not want to be partying that hard. So she probably thought he's going to force me to deal with that again for his birthday because that's how all of his parties go. So she reacted the way that she did. She obviously was willing to bend and and compromise, but the journey to get there wasn't so perfect, if you will. And I think it's easy for us as humans, including myself, to want recovery from heartbreak and sadness from heartbreak, to want it to kind of just look like sad, like crying, like, oh, I'm so sad when there's anger involved or when there's attitude or any of that stuff. We don't like it. It's like, OK, Ariana, you're being a little ridiculous now. But then I had to check myself and go think of all the times you were a mess because you were in a bad relationship or you were coming out of a bad relationship. And the audience is just not going to give her much grace, I don't feel. Not to say there won't be any grace. Some people, I'm sure, are giving her grace. But I can already feel the comments. I haven't gone to seeking it yet. But I can already feel the comments like, really, Ariana? I don't have to be mean to Anne. That I can feel it. I can feel it coming. 
And then at the after show, we'll get into the after show at the end. How about that? Um, all right, let's let's break down this episode, shall we? Tom got that white noise machine because he says things I was saying were being overheard by Ariana and her friends. What? That I don't buy. <laughs> that is psycho. I do agree with Ariana, though. Is this like some psychological warfare type of shit? Because that that does seem like it, right? You know how they play? <laughs> they play really loud music or they play like subliminal messages and stuff. So it is. It, it, I actually don't trust that white noise machine either. But okay, Tom knows that asking Ariana or having Anne ask Ariana if he could throw this party uh, and get her a nice hotel room, I think he knows that that's going to set her off. I do. And it does. It does. Ariana's like, that is actually very disrespectful and inappropriate. And if he wants to have a party, he can have it somewhere else. And if there are people here, I will call the police. Ooh, initial reaction is like, okay, it's his house, right? That's the initial reaction. But she then goes on to say she has PTSD from his parties before that lasted till six in the morning. And those, that's not fun. Then Anne reminds Ariana, like at the end of the conversation, she goes, just remind her too, Jason is going to be coming over. And Ariana just goes, okay, so I will keep existing in my house like I normally do. Okay. I know people feel really bad for Anne. I don't have the same level of compassion, and I don't actually feel that bad for her. I really don't. It's a job. Like, she picked this job, which, as someone who's been desperate for work before, this is a choice. I don't know how much he's paying her, but this is a choice. And what a job to take on. I'm sure it's not enough, whatever he's paying her. But... The, this is where I was like, oh, dear, I feel I feel it, too. Or I'm like, just be nice to Anne, Ariana. Don't be so don't be so difficult like that type of shit. But it's not. Mm -mm, I'm, I I got to check myself on that. Pump is closing. As I'm so happy we get to see a little bit of this. The landlord or property owner or whatever of Pump, that location, has come has since come out and said that they did not raise the rent on Lisa and Ken, so that she's ba so basically saying she's lying. She's lying about that, which is kind of a big accusation. And also strange that Lisa would lie about that, something that could be so easily verified. Or, or maybe she didn't, maybe, maybe we wouldn't have been able to figure that out, actually, without the land property manager being like, uh, I didn't raise the rent, by the way. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that is, maybe that's what she was planning on. Um, but I, living in the world of I believe Lisa, and I and I think that they did try to raise the rent because honestly, everyone did. Everyone's rent got raised. I'm assuming that worked commercially as well. Um, I assume. But signing a ten year lease, if that is what they wanted to do, I actually do agree when she says that Ken will be in his eighties, and I, I'd be in my forties. That's way too old to be stomping around West Hollywood. That was a good little bit she did. And I, I'll be in my 40s. I mean, that's way too old. She can give you camp. No one gives you camp like Lisa Vanderpump, you know? There's a line, James is talking about Graham, thinking about Graham, uh, and how he's so sad thinking about him in the cactus-infested land of Arizona. 
<laughs> cactus infested land. As if all of Arizona is just covered in cacti and it can't, it's infested with, with cacti. But this does kind of lend to Rachel's claims that the Graham thing was a bit of a storyline that Lisa was trying to play out. Um, whatever. I, I can't, I don't, I don't care enough. Tom's friend slash manager, Jason, comes over and he asks about Raquel. And Andy Cohen at, at, on Watch What Happens Live was like, I was actually very surprised to see how in love Tom was with Raquel at the time of filming. I don't know. Am I an asshole? But I don't really believe it. I don't know if I was buying his whole thing. He's like, I just want to give her a hug and, you know... I'm still very much in love with her. I just, nothing that comes out of his mouth feels authentic at all. At all. So I don't, I don't think I buy it. But Tom brings up Ariana saying no to the party. And Jason goes, is she allowed to tell you that? I feel like she has people over all the time. I mean, what's she going to do? And Anne is so uncomfortable. She's like, okay, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, I'm, uh, Ariana did mention that she would call the police, so it may not be the best idea. But Tom does present the idea of compromising, being out of there by midnight. That is That does work. This is a separate note. This has nothing to do with the actual episode, but they're running a promo for uh, the movie Madam Web, and they've got the Toms. They actually have had, Lala's had one. I don't know if anyone else has, but I know Lala's had one. Actually, no, it was James James and, right? James and Sheena were in it. Regardless, the Toms are in one. And I hate it because it's actually kind of good. I hate myself for it. It's like if we had Madam Webb's powers and we would do things differently because we could see into the future and they go through the scenarios like, hey, maybe I shouldn't get a ring on a string or maybe we shouldn't do a joint bachelor party. I thought it was funny and I hate it because I was like, is Schwartz acting? Is Schwartz's acting kind of not bad? Ugh, gross. I just had to be honest with my truth about that. Okay. It's also like good writing, good directing, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Lala and Ariana go to What a Peach. And then Ariana tells Lala that Tom had the audacity to ask to have people over. This is my house. I will not be going to a hotel. I will be at my house. Lala doesn't get it. And she's, and I, I know people, I, I don't necessarily like love Lala by any means. I have a lot to say about how she was in the after show. We'll get to that. But I actually liked this scene. I actually liked that Lala did feel comfortable saying, well, but isn't he allowed to throw a party at his house? And she's, and Ariana goes, well, yeah. And I'm also allowed to call the cops for a noise complaint. And then Lala goes, but why would you do that? Because they're loud and I need to go to bed because I have shit to do the next day. This is a woman who has had to put up with this shit for a while. Like, this is someone who has been traumatized by this. It was her, oh my God, imagine, like, you're trying, you have to wake up the next day and there's a party going on. When Nick, when uh, Tom went on the Nick Vile podcast, I guess they live next door to Breck and Meyer, who played Travis in Clueless, if you didn't know. And, uh... Nick said something like, yeah, I hear they're not doing, I hear Brecken's getting irritated with them because Tom's partying a lot. How loud does the music need to be until however late, dude? Because I like, I like to have background music on when I've got a, a party going, I guess. Um, but how loud do you need it until 
all ends of the day on and night. Ugh. So Ariana is in that space of like, I'm not putting up with that if I am not with this man after what he's done. And then Lala presents a very practical thing. Couldn't you just say to Anne, hey, I know it's his birthday. Can we just, can we like make sure everyone's gone by a certain time? And then of course Ariana's like, funny, you should mention it. Anne did just ask that. So I, th- as much as I, I don't, love a lot of what Lala's doing and I'll get into it. Um, I did like in this scene that they were, that she was, Ariana was willing to have a con like answer Lala's stuff and wasn't just like, fuck you, you don't get it. And that Lala felt comfortable doing that. I think it's important not to look like it's just all biased and not uh, fair, if you will. Not like it's going to count for anything for many people, but you know, Ariana was willing to say it and, and heard her. So But Lala asks what Dan thinks about these living arrangements, and obviously he doesn't love it, and they're spending a lot of money uh, on places to stay when he does come into town. And look, now we're going to get into how Ariana does not want Tom to keep the house, because of course, Lala's like, why don't you just move? She's like, I don't want him to, he doesn't, because this is the one thing they have together, he doesn't get to break the home and then keep the home and then I've got to move because he gives me some money and as much as like some people may not get that like take the money go I do kind of understand they didn't get married they got a house and this is her investment and she loved her home and then he fucks it up he did and I I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with her on this one and and I get it I don't want to have – she's like, I'm not moving my shit out now. He gets to stay there. He has the whole house to himself. Go fuck yourself, dude. Go fuck yourself. So I I do understand it to some degree. But then Lala asks a question, and I did not expect the answer to be what it is. She asks if Dan has changed her mind at all on having kids, and Ariana says, actually, yes. I was shocked. Truly. And she's, Ariana says, I did not realize how much having Tom as a partner affected my stance on kids. It, it affected it a lot more than I realized. And I, I thought about that myself. I was like, you know what? That I guess I can relate. I don't know if a lot of my issues with not wanting a relationship or not wanting to get married and all that kind of stuff, I don't know if that has to do with the fact that I've not ever had good partners. And it probably has a lot to do with it. Honestly. So I don't know if I would change my mind on children necessarily, but I could kind of, I I guess I can understand it. I still don't know if I like that Dan guy. I'm still not 100% sure. It's like she could have played the field a little bit, gone on a couple different dates with different people maybe, but I don't know. You know when you plan your week out and you go grocery shopping and you're shopping for a person who doesn't exist, a person who loves just eating proteins and veggies or is going to cook every single meal? That's not me. But this is why I like Hungry Root. Hungry Root is a meal delivery service, absolutely, but they have groceries and they have very customizable meals. Like, I don't like cooking. So I select to only look at meals that have like five minutes or less prep time. So when I get all my meals, they're meals I'm gonna make. 
they're healthy. I also can get groceries. I can get desserts, but they're all these healthy alternatives of food I would be eating normally all right there, right there in the aisles on Hungry Root. You take a very fun short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, how you like to eat. They'll ask what flavors you like, what kitchen appliances you want to use, all that stuff. And then they'll keep your needs and preferences top of mind and start building your cart with delicious recipes and all your grocery needs for the week, but you can also customize your cart. And I kind of love doing that. You get a certain number of credits that you have to fill and then you go through the aisles and select, okay, I have about 12 credits left. I can get two of these cute little dessert guys. I've been introduced to a bunch of brands I'd never heard of that I'm now obsessed with. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten about in the back of your fridge. The best part is Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering She Speaks Bravo listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash SheSpeaks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash SheSpeaks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Who doesn't want to be that person that always smells good? I want that to be my reputation. Ugh, Emily, she always smells amazing. This is partly why I use Lumi. Lumi is a whole body deodorant. So down in a bikini area, sometimes it can smell not the way it should. It's not the vagina's fault, okay? It's actually just body odor. So I use Lumi in places that I can sometimes tend to have an odor. It is clinically proven to be effective for up to 72 hours. I do hope you shower in that time frame, though. But Lumi was created by an OBGYN because she gets so many women walking into her office saying something's wrong down there and she's like actually it's literally just body odor so she created this one-of-a-kind pH optimized formula and a special offer new customers get five dollars off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link use code she speaks at lumideodorant.com l-u-m-e-d-e-o-d-o-r-a-n-t dot com I also love their body wash. Nothing makes me feel odorless like the body wash. I like it in the clean tangerine and the peony. Love. So good. Better than any body wash I've ever had. And then of course, when I get out of the shower, I'm hitting it up with the whole body deodorant. It's baking soda free. It's paraben free. pH balance for safe use below the belt. And it is clinically proven to control odor better than just a shower alone with soap. But if you're using the Lumi body wash, you're really covered. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10. With Lumi, the average odor level is a 0 out of 10. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes as well. And free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS. 
I'm loving this whole like pump tribute that they do with the with the black and white memories of pump because they really didn't have a ton of Vanderpump spe- Vanderpump rules specific pump moments that were so magical, but they did their best to put them together. Schwartz and Lisa talk about Schwartz and Sandys, and we find out that his the partners of Schwartz and Sandys are so serious about Tom not being involved in the business that if Tom shows up, they will shut the fucking doors on him. That's how, not kidding. Because Tom would want to come in there and be like, it's just better if I'm here. You know, I could, I can imagine that, that that would, in his narcissistic mind, that's the solution. If I'm just there, everyone's happier. Okay, people just need to see me and be reminded that I'm awesome and I'm amazing and I'm not that bad. That is exactly what Tom would do. Schwartz says he thought Sandoval would be more proactive and be reaching out with solutions. Uh, But of course, he just didn't do that and went on his tour, this band, which I guess he claims he had to do um, financially. But Lisa, Lisa, and on the, uh, Sheena on Watch What Happens Live said we'll see some more of this. But Lisa thinks it's unfair of Schwartz to blame Sandoval for the demise of their business over this thing. Because it's not like he was thinking, oh, if I shag my my friend's ex or whatever she calls Raquel, um, if I do that, then it'll take down my business. He wasn't thinking about that. This really shows how much Lisa has defended such shitty men over the years. Lisa knows so many dark secrets about dark men, I'm sure. And so she's like, if any, if all my partners had issues after they had affairs, no one would be in business. <laughs> That's very Lisa Vanderbump. But Sheena says that they played a game like she had to pick between Tom and Ariana, like who who benefited the most from the breakup and dumb stuff like that. But one of them was who does Lisa Vanderpump favor or something and Sheena says Tom and you will see that this season okay Sheena and Brock go to the studio and Brock gives a very cheesy confessional saying how sexy Sheena is in the studio and I'm just everything about Brock feels so performative and so just for the optics Sheena hasn't made music (laughs) sorry I forgot what her last video was. And she goes, uh, ever since I got such bad feedback on the last song and music video, and they show the flash of the fucking music video with Brett where it is, it's not sexy. It's just inappropriate. <laughs> and she's like, ever since then, I just threw in the towel. But you know what? I'm going to do it again. So we find out that Tori her friend, Sheena, Sheena's friend, is going to watch Summer so that she they can go to emo night. And this is a big deal because Sheena talks about her postpartum OCD. And OCD, it's the thoughts that are different. As opposed to with depression, it's a, an overall feeling. Well, it can be thoughts too, just so we're clear. But OCD is obsessive. And so she's obsessively thinking about all the worst case scenarios. And that's what makes it different than um, just your your run-of-the-mill postpartum depression. And Brock looks like he loves it. He looks like he is such a supportive partner and willing to be there for her. <laughs> totally. 
Anyway, okay, Sandoval and Schwartz go to the Belmont and, you know, it. it I, I'm not going to say I hate them not getting along. <laughs> I honestly don't know how long it can last for either, but I do enjoy this. I did enjoy this scene. I can't, like, I know someone's got to forgive Tom Sandoval, but it's kind of nice seeing Schwartz mad at him and saying, like, Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to give you what it is you want right now. Schwartz, because Schwartz says, he goes, I was really hoping that you would be more proactive with the business fallout. And Tom's like, okay, yeah, sorry, man. But it's been so tough for me. My account was overdrawn because Ariana hasn't paid anything for eight months. Now, how is this number possible for the record? He said, I believe he said eight months as well. He might have said a different time frame, actually. But I, I just recapped the Nick Vile podcast that he did and I could have swore when he came in he goes Ariana hasn't paid a bill in like he might have said a year actually so maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong I just don't trust anything that comes out of this guy's mouth then Tom is like look it really hurt my feelings when you went on Jax's podcast and said I was living out my rock star life okay that's actually not even an insult when they played the clip of what Schwartz said, I was like, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not fucking bad at all to say you're living out your rock star life. Come on, dude. <laughs> but but Schwartz goes, this is how I would have handled it if the roles were reversed. I've been calling you. I've been doing this. And Tom's like, what did you want me to do? Then Tom says, if you want to be resentful or mad at me, then come to me. Don't go on a podcast. Schwartz cuts his ass off. And Tom's like, listen to me. And Schwartz goes, the only thing you should be saying right now is I'm sorry. I'm like, let's do more of this. I'm bummed that we're going to, by the end of the season, they're friends again. And that Tom, by next week, Schwartz is like, I'm inviting Tom on a trip. I'm like, God, really could have. I would have enjoyed watching more of you guys not getting along. Not kidding. It adds a layer. It adds a little depth. It does make me actually believe that Schwartz is not like Tom Sandoval. That's the problem is Schwartz wants to be so separated. Like, I'm not Tom Sandoval, yet you're co-signing all of his behavior and so easily forgiving him. You know? Tom softens a little and says he's sorry, kinda. But then he says, I think it would help if I could just come in there. See? Of course. Of course. He's like, but I can't, but I can't. I said, Why would it help if you came in there, dude? Why would it help? And then, but Tom asks him, are you going to stick with me? And Schwartz goes, I think I'm going to do what's best for me. Translation, yeah, I will. Over at Sheena and Brock's place, Tori comes over. Sheena's mom is actually going to be with Tori that night so that Summer can get used to Tori being there. But I did not realize this sucks. Erica, Sheena's mom, had torn, she's torn a rotator cuff, so she can't even lift up Summer or put her in her crib. Like that, for for Sheena, who won't let anyone else watch her kid besides her mom, they're fucked. No wonder, well, I'm not going to say anything nice about Brock right now, but Anyway, I think I think Tori is going to be the chick that Schwartz and Katie fight over or have like relations with because that's the hair, right? That's her. So, okay, Tori's wanting to be on this show now. Got it. So Sheena goes, okay, the plan is Tori and Summer will get comfortable enough so that I can leave her alone with Tori. And Brock goes, yeah, that's ultimately what the goal is due to Sheena's 
inability to let things go. And Gina goes, "Ah, no, that's not it. And then Barack goes, sorry, OCD. Ooh, that right, that, that little moment right there is like, ah, no, yeah, if you're, if you're not going to call it what it is, if you're going to be like her inability to let things go, okay, sorry, OCD, that means you don't believe she has OCD. That means in no way have you been supportive at all with your OCD. How Brock is like, okay, sure. Sheena cries, which isn't that rare, but she cries saying, this is a very big deal for me to take this step. So please, what are you saying? Please to me for, I'm the one who's been asking for this. You fucking idiot. Of course you've been asking for them to help, to get some help watching Summer so you can go out and shit. Do you not understand what she has been going through? Of course you don't. And then Brock's interview, he goes, before we had summer, we were just a juggernaut for getting things done. You guys were together for a couple months, sir. Then COVID hit. Then you got pregnant. Like, you don't really, you never even know each other. Now everything is this way and that way, blah, blah, blah. I go, sir, you're actually just getting to know each other. You never really knew each other because it was too too early. And then you got pregnant. So this bullshit, like, oh, we were so great back then. You mean in the beginning of a relationship? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Also, it wasn't so great, just so we're clear. There, but people have said many times, like James even said, I went over one time and they were fighting over what fruit to put in the pancakes. So they've, they've always not gotten along. So yeah. Erica says, Sheena's mom says that sometimes Brock, you just need to validate her feelings. And Brock goes, she's got two of you validating her feelings right now. What? You're, Sheena and Sheena's mother, like, you're the husband. <laughs> All I do is support you. And Erica goes, mm, I don't know about that. Like, mm. And he goes, yeah, you can say, Mm-mm, but you surround yourself with yes people. Listen. Sheena somehow translates this and she's like, I Brock feels like I lean on you too much, her mom, and I need you I need too much of your input before making decisions. And Brock, Brock, he's just so controlling. Anyway, somehow they navigate out of this and they end up laughing and okay. But I you know Sheena's bringing this up later. You know she is. Schwartz goes to James and Allie's uh house and I I I don't hate it. Because, you know, I'm mad at Schwartz, but I, he's a little sad being in their new home while he's lost his dream home, living in his sad little apartment. I feel, you know, I kind of, I enjoy, I enjoy a little bit of this. That's nice. Excuse me. Allie has officially started her astrology business and she did Schwartz's birth chart and he just has so much Libra in his chart. And I'm sure anyone who knows anything about astrology is like, that tracks that tracks. Libras can't make decisions. They're always like weighing things and such a people pleaser and all that. I'm like, oh, totally. But while while they're there, Tom texts James about coming to his birthday gathering. Now, this clearly translation is we need to do a scene together. And James is assuming this scene is going to be Tom apologizing. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen. You know, that's not what's going to happen, at least. No, not at all. Tom's birthday gathering is sad. Who are these people? Just like James says. James goes into the party. Allie stays in the car, which is amazing. <laughs> amazing. 
Uh, it is just, it, it really is crazy to me that Tom is even hosting this party. Like, he's gathered this group of strangers, except for Billy Lee, but we don't really need to see Billy Lee. And it always just, it kind of makes Billy Lee look sad. Like, you come back and you're paired up with Tom or you're aligned with Tom? Really? That's the look you want? I guess you just want to get on the show. There's this guy, Brett, who tries to talk to James quote about the friend group because Katie's obviously pushed me out. Now a little backstory on this because I I know all about this guy. A couple friends of mine have hung out with this guy when they've been with this crew. Brett did this. So Brett was defending Rachel's behavior at the finale for last season, the way she was talking to Katie's mom and stuff. And Katie sent Brett a DM that was like, fuck you, whatever. Brett then made a response video like a music video, using the words that Katie said in the DM. And it was just really dark and gross. And I feel like a lot of people in the group were like, oh, this is who this guy is? Like, no, thank you. So I love that <laughs> they threw all of this shade at this Brett guy. Um, because then in James's interview, he goes, like I said, who is this guy? <laughs> so that's what you get, Brett. But of course, Tom is cool. Tom's cool with a guy like that. Tom's cool with a guy who makes like a shitty troll video in response to Katie. And it's not even that Tom and Katie are friends and he should have loyalty. It's just like that that's what this guy's willing to do to be a, like a cast member. He's kind of willing to do anything to be a cast member. So, you know, this friendship isn't like necessarily real or anything. But Tom really pulled he tries to pull a power trip on James. So when, when James gets there, very clear, he just wants to talk to Tom. But Tom's like, hey, w- one second. And then starts socializing and leaving James standing there. And James is not having it. He's like, I came to talk to Tom. If he doesn't want to talk to me, I'll leave. Then Tom like slowly walks them over to where they can sit and talk on their own. And just slow. It's like it's very much a control thing. It's very much like uh, exerting his power. That's what it is. So James has to start it. And he goes, I was really expecting at least a text. And Tom's like, for what it's worth, I'm like, sorry for like, and James like, okay, are you sorry for betraying me? Tom goes, betraying you? Uh Uh-oh. James goes, yeah, the ultimate betrayal. Tom, before I answer that question, now Tom is the dead giveaway that Tom knows in his core he's being a piece of shit and deflecting and not being honest, he cannot make eye contact. His eyes get so fucking squirrely. They freak me out. He looks down. He looks anywhere. He looks all around, but he won't look at the person. He goes, before I answer that question, I just want to say one thing. And this is why maybe I was so angry. Because when you did that shit with Kristen, (laughs) James is like, nah, we're not talking about something from 10 years ago. That wasn't 10 years ago. Cue the editor showing 10 years ago. 10. Okay. James is just like, you got so much growing up to do. It's embarrassing, Tom. So you want me to take accountability, but you won't? Didn't James already do this? Didn't they have, aren't there scenes where James and Tom like hash this out, talk about it, etc.? Is that not what's happened? Oh, like so many things have happened since. You know, but but he claims, Tom claims in the after show, according to him, he's just been stuffing this and holding on to it and he never got to talk about it. Meanwhile, they keep showing footage of you guys talking about it at the reunion. Like, you you talked about it. You actually did. 
And it's also something that people, even Andy on Watch What Happens Live was kind of annoying. He's like, I thought that was actually kind of interesting because it's true. It's like, yeah, but we've already discussed it. We've already talked about it. We had more than once, more than once, for sure, more than once. So that's over, isn't it? Like, when does it, so does that mean, oh, you're right. You, what, so what's James supposed to say to that? Let's work, let's work through that. What if James were to have let him talk and say, okay, when I did that shit with Kristen, yeah, mm mm-hmm, it hurt you. Okay. And I, I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I'm so sorry that I did that. I was a little asshole kid that was just being opportunistic and I hurt people and you were one of them. And I considered you a friend. Since then we've been friends and, you know, so now I'm hurt. What about this thing? Yeah, I'm sorry about what I did, I guess. That's how Tom, Tom was, he's never planning on apologizing. He just needs to remind you, you have no leg to stand on. It's crazy. James goes, I'm not even going to entertain what you just said. And Tom goes, that's very narcissistic of you to say. No, it's not. (laughs) Do you even know what narcissistic means? No, you don't because you're a fucking narcissist, you psycho. That is crazy. That is very narcissistic of you to say. How? How is it narcissistic? Sir, I don't get that. And then James pisses on the bush. Which in the after show, Tom was like, I don't care. I've pissed on the bush before, you know. I think it just speaks to who James is. Like, didn't you just say you've pissed on that bush too? I don't know. Tom, there's no hope. There's genuinely no hope. Like, for real, there's no hope. Ever. So, there's that. Um, In the after show, though, (laughs) let's get into that. Because I was pretty surprised to see the energy from Lala and Sheena. Because I watched Watch What Happens Live first. And Sheena seemed very team Ariana. She... All the poll questions and stuff, she was very much in favor of uh, what would be supportive of Ariana. They also went to see her on Broadway. They saw her in Chicago. Sheena gave a pitch for that. She's so good. She's amazing. So they're in a good place. But in the after show, they bring up the living situation, the housing situation. James is so, is so, is so, what? James is so supportive. He's like, the housing, it's tough. It's tough because she doesn't want to let Tom win, essentially. She doesn't want to leave. Why can't, why can't he leave? But Lala's like, I don't get why it's so hard. It ain't that complicated. This is the vibe that Lala's bringing. It ain't that complicated. And then Sheena will be like, I mean, she figured out a way to get out the next day and she had a kid. And James is like, well, but, you know, they, they, she didn't own the place. She didn't own the house. And Lala's like, yeah, but you can still move out. You can still leave. You don't lose the house if you just leave. You can't, and don't give me that bullshit that she can't afford it. And Sheena's like, yeah, exactly. She can't, she can afford it. Her money's not tied up in the house. Like, so I just was surprised by this angle. You know, if it's something that you don't really understand, for example, this, <laughs> for example, Ariana staying in the same house and not leaving. Once your friend has explained it enough times to you, let it go. She had her reasons. She obviously had a game plan and she was working towards a game plan. She didn't want to throw away rent for her with a dog and a cat that is comparable to the level of living she was used to, you know, not getting like a dump. 
but she would be looking at about three thirty five hundred to four thousand in rent easily. And then that on top of the mortgage, that on top of something about her, it's a lot of money. And even if she's getting good deals and sponsors and brands and stuff, those things don't pay right away, to be honest. They really don't. Um, it's They're usually like a net 90 or something, but I don't know what it's like if you make a bigger deal like she does. Um, but she didn't want to blow that money. It was absolutely a principle of the matter type of thing for her. It's like, why am I going to have to fucking spend all this money when Tom's the one who screwed up? He's the one who should move out. He won't move out? Fine. Neither will I. They're, they're both being stubborn. The only person that's allowed to be stubborn, I feel, is Ariana. Because Tom did break the home. I do I do agree with that now. But like At first, when she said she didn't want to let him buy her out and he'd stay there, I was a little like, okay, I guess that's a little petty. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, no, this is her. This is the only thing she had that was hers. They didn't get married. They didn't have a kid. And so you, he doesn't get to just keep it. And she's got to go find her other place. I don't know. And I'm sure that's, I'm sure a lot of people don't agree with it, but that's where I land on it. But I just was very surprised by the energy that both Lala and Sheena were bringing. I think we as humans have a tendency to do this to people that are going through something. If someone's going through something and they're handling it in a way that you wouldn't want it handled, you we tend to, maybe from a well-meaning place at first, we tend to be like, why would you do that? I mean, that's just stupid. She's just doing it so stupid. We we do become kind of know-it-alls. But if a, if someone's dealing with something in a way that we don't get, but they, they've got it under control, let them, let them do it. We can all just drop it. But even like Lisa's bringing it up. Bethany's bringing it up. Everyone's bringing up the, like, oh, why they still live together? That's so crazy. Okay, well, we've already established that it's crazy. But we have forward movement. What's tough about watching this season now is that this is from almost, what, a year ago, if you will? Maybe like six months ago. So during such a crazy time, a crazy transitional time for this group, things change rapidly from like month to month to month. You know, when, when you're going through something, it's it's like, okay, a month ago, you could have asked me how I was doing and it wasn't good. Today, I'm better. And then two months after that, even better. So we're watching a very dark time. It kind of reminds me of uh, the COVID season, the season they did when they uh, came, when it was, they were still having to deal with COVID, but they were also very transitioning, like no more Jacks, Brittany, Stassi, Kristen, and they had to kind of reinvent the group dynamic. It has the same energy where you, no, no one really knows exactly what is happening, including them, you know? And they're probably very resentful of Ariana because it feels like Ariana's calling the shots. The only one who's just riding with it is Katie. And I love that Katie's going to get probably a good season because she's not going to be in the hot seat. She's not going to have to deal with even divorcing Schwartz and going through the fighting with Schwartz because even that opens up a chance for her to like be criticized for being mean or whatever. So I'm glad that Katie is just looking like the solid one who's like, I don't get why there's such a problem for people. Anywho, it's a tricky season. It really is. Tricky, tricky little season to cover. Anyway. All righty. Well, I'm going to wrap it up and... Love you guys, mean it, and I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. This show is produced 
hosted and edited by me, Emily, and brought to you in partnership with Cloud10 Media. If you are looking for bonus content, check out the Patreon. The link is in the description. To show some support, you can hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Another free way to support the pod, please rate and or review on whatever platform you listen. It's free and it helps the algorithm or something. You can also head to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks and buy me a coffee or two. Make sure you're following me on all social medias. I am She's Speaking with Emily Hanks across all platforms, threads, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. Thank you for being a part of this show.